Wow. 12-1. 12-1 to the Marlins. Five-hit day for Luis Arias. It is a Sunday, but it felt like this was the perfect day for a Lockdown Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up, of course, on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version, hit subscribe. And of course, this is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. As I mentioned, this is a Sunday extravaganza, guys. Felt like this was a good time for a podcast. So much positive energy from yesterday's game. No doubt about it. Um, There is a YouTube channel. Head on over there as well. Hit subscribe there also. Uh, You will see the sexy new graphics are still being trotted out, which is great to see. Uh, And the the rundown for today, Marlon's going for the sweep today. UK-friendly sweep with Sandy going. Uh, As I mentioned, for those that listened on the Friday episode, thank you to the Everydayers for joining me. Um, I'm predicting, or I can see, 10 wins on the spin for the Marlins if they play well. They're already two down, two games, two dubs. Sandy looking to make it three dubs today against the A's. Yes, it's only the A's. Going to get into that. Five-hit day yesterday for Lewis Arias, and it was a stunning performance. He had a chance for six, but the Marlins yanked him, didn't give him that opportunity. Yuri Perez, let's talk some Yuri as well. Boy, oh boy, another win for Yuri Perez. That's his third win. His ERA is way below three. It was five innings of scoreless ball for Rui Perez. Love to see it. Want to dig into Luis Arias also. Should we be talking about Luis Arias in the MVP conversation? We're absolutely going to be talking about him in the All-Star conversation. And then also from the Herald, uh, an article that dropped this morning. Uh, Kim Ang talking to some of the media guys. Jordan McPherson with the article. The main piece that I wanted to dig into was extension talk. Kim Ang talking about how extension conversations not yet initiated with both Jorge Soler and Luis Arias. Tons to get into today, guys. Uh, absolutely tons. Before we do that, time to talk about our show sponsor for the Sunday episode. And it's our good friends over at Game Time. And you can download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. More about those guys later on, but let's start right at the top with Saturday's game, 12-1 dub. Yes, it was the A's, but I do not care. We have to celebrate success. You have to beat who is in front of you, and this is what we need to see from the Marlins. We need to see them not struggling against the weaker teams and the teams that are not in the hunt. We need to see them you know, flexing their muscles. This is the time. Can the Marlins... You know, can you watch these games and clearly see this club is significantly better than the Oakland A's? And the answer to that is a resounding yes. The A's came into this series off a series win against the Braves. Boy, oh boy, baseball is a weird situation. And the Braves somehow messed that one up. The Marlins absolutely pummeling the Oakland A's yesterday. 12-1, huge dub. And there's a lot of storylines in there, but the main one being... 
Luis Arroyas, those five hits, five for five day with five RBIs. He's up now to hitting 390 on the year. This is absolutely insane. And and a five for five day. And when you see these hits too, they're all, you know, there was bottom of the zone, there was top of the zone. It was everywhere. This included three doubles. One of them almost got out too. Um, there's a chance, you know, as we look to this season, Luis Arias, there's a, there's a chance he could he could go double cycle in one year. I would not rule that out. That Luis Arias goes double cycle. Um, the Marlins have never had one in their history. Before this year, before Luis Arias, it would not shock me if, if Arias doubled down and they end up with a double cycle, all from Luis Arias this year. He's actually only hit one home run this year, and it was in that game. He almost had his second home run of the year yesterday. Didn't matter in the end. And, and actually, he had a chance to have a, a six-hit game. But the Marlins didn't give him that opportunity. And they pulled him for Garrett Hampson, who walked, which was nice to see. But we, just from a Lewis Arias perspective, this, this guy is hes so much better than... I, I mean, I've not seen anything like this. I've not seen anything like Lewis Arias. Like that five-hit day yesterday... Just haven't seen anything like it, to be honest with you. These aren't, there's no like bloop singles knocking around. Just the Ryers. You can't, where do you pitch to the guy? His eye is incredible. His hands are so fast. And he's able just to get the balls and barrel them up all the time. Opposite field, gaps everywhere. You name it. On the, he was early in the year, it was like a load of stuff, um, you know, around first base. He was managing to find that gap. Seems like, now he's trying to look, you know, he's going oppo as well. He's hitting gaps in the outfield. I mean, yesterday they, the A's had him playing. The bases were juiced. The A's, the center fielder, was playing in really shallow, actually. Lewis Arias gets it over, over his head, clears the bases for three RBIs on that knock. Lewis Arias should be in the MVP conversation at this point. He's so, he, this, he, is, he is the best hitter in baseball at what he does. There's no one like him. He's, he's miles head and shoulders over everyone at what he does best. Other people will point to other attributes, i.e. the home runs and the power, et cetera, et cetera. And that's fine, and I get it. But for me, as a, as a pure straight-up hitter, Luis Arias is the best in the game right now, easily. Kim Ang should be applauded for making this move. It was a risky move. They had to sweeten the deal. It wasn't just Pablo, one for one. They still had to sweeten it. And Kim, she went and got her guy. Has to be applauded. I've been spinning a lot of Kim Ang hyperbole recently because it, it's deserved. Kim Ang, as, as a trader, is, is elite. 80-grade trader. I, I don't think the Marlins have lost one. Well, Actually, no, that's a lie. They have lost one. Adam Duvall trade. That's the main big fat L. For Kim. Other than that, all dubs. All dubs. You know, a few pushes in there maybe, but mainly all dubs. Again, you have to go back to being, you know, making that decision, making that call, being able to go and add the prospect with Pablo to go and get a Luis Arias. He should be in the MVP conversation. You go look at war, he's like 41st in war in Major League Baseball. Nowhere near if you judge players based on war. 1.7, I think he was. Um, nowhere near the top of the pile. What does that say about war? I don't know. I don't know what it says. But for the Marlins, for this lineup, and for the type of hitter he is, 
is absolutely elite. And he should be in the MVP conversation because, you know, he's carrying this offense at times. He's been carrying it all year. It's we're into June. He's hitting 390. 390 into June. This Marlins club, three games over 500. They have a chance to go four games over 500 today with Sandy Alcantara going against the Oakland A's. There's a really strong chance the Marlins will be four games over 500 in early June. They haven't been in that position since 2016. Since 2016. This club is trending, baby. This is the funny thing about baseball and fan bases. Baseball, because it hap- your club is playing every single day, you sometimes lose track of what's happening across the league. Like, the A's come into town, and I was thinking, I've not seen the A's at all this year. I've no idea who half these dudes are. The same with the Nats, when they were, you know, they came into town. I don't know any of the Nats, really. You know, one or two of the guys, but it's funny, right? You, 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 you assume that teams are bad because they've always been bad. And then all of a sudden, they aren't bad. It's the very nature of American sports where it, it can flip real quick. And I think we're seeing that with a few clubs this year. And I think the Marlins are in that pot. A lot of fan bases around the U.S. and around the world that follow baseball, you know, like, oh, yeah, the Marlins, yeah, they're, you know, okay, a couple of decent pitches, but the offense is putrid, no fans, they're a bad club. All of a sudden, you look around and go, holy smokes, the Marlins aren't bad anymore. <laughs> they aren't. I mean, I've been saying this for years, of course, but it's funny how teams are bad until they're not. And this year, the Marlins absolutely are not bad. And they're still missing some studs. Still missing some guys. They're about to go four games over 500. Like I said on Friday's episode, it's not going to stun me if the Marlins go 10 dubs in a row. The dub tracker is absolutely being fired up. No doubt about it. Let's um, talk about our good friends over at game time again. Let's get some sexy graphics queued up as well. Um, And guys, if you're looking for tickets, this is the right place for you. Um, Buying tickets to your favorite events, it shouldn't be stressful. And game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. Stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. I don't do that anyway. But game time has deals (laughs) right up to the day of the event. And you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, Concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Can't say fairer than that. Here's what you have to do. Pretty simple. You download the game time app. You create an account. And you use this promo code, LockedOnMLB, and that gets you 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LockedOnMLB for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guarantee. Stunning. Okay. It wasn't all just about the offense yesterday. However, other notable, I guess, performances. We have to talk about Joey Wendell. Three hit day for Joey Wendell. Boy, oh boy, it's great to see Wendell going. Three hits. He scored on all of those three hits. His hit, his average now is up to 217. We are trending, baby. Insert rocket emoji. Joey Wendell's had a rough go of it. No doubt about it. But yesterday, there were signs of April 2022 Joey Wendell. This would be huge because 
He's he struggled mightily. Huge struggles, Gene Segura also. But these guys are pros. They're, they've been in the major leagues a long time. And you give it long enough, they will come good. And the top of the lineup is delivering. Arias, as we've already talked about, absolute stud. No doubt about it. Jesus Sanchez doing his thing. De La Cruz, Soler, Guriel. Top of the lineup is looking nice. The Marlins can start to get some production from the bottom of the lineup. Then, boy, oh, boy, that completely changes things for this offense. And they have huge opportunities in the next couple of series, right? The Royals are there to be beaten. Um, obviously, we've got the final game against the A's here. The White Sox are there to be beaten. That's going to be a tougher one. I think that's a trap one, actually, in many ways. Like, it's a bit like that Padre series. Um, but we'll wait to see what kind of White Sox show up. Um, you've then got the Mariners. You've then got the Nats. Like, there's some series here where the Marlins offense can really piece it together and do some damage. We'll wait to see if they can. Um, but for me, notable performance there. Joey Wendell with a three-hit game. Love to see that. Also on the pitch inside, Yuri Perez. Boy, oh, boy. This dude... It blows me away. I'm completely blown away every time I watch Yuri Perez because I, I realize the dude has only just turned 20. It's insane. The guy's up at the big league level. He's made five starts, and he's given up a couple of home runs here and there. That's it. Other than that, it's almost been flawless for Yuri Perez. Unmoved. And let's not forget, he's been on the road in, what was it, on the road in Coors, is that correct? I think it is. On the road in cause, on the road against the Angels, Otani and Trout were in there. He struck them both out as well, by the way. Yuri Perez, he is just he's just a unicorn at this point. There's no one like him. And it's completely blown my mind. Five games in, three fat dubs, and a 2.25 ERA. It's insane. He he, he he's more than ready. The Marlins are going to look after him, and we know this. And this is really where the discourse will continue regarding Trevor Rogers, Yuri Perez, maybe Braxton Garrett, maybe a trade. Who knows? I want to talk about that as well because something flashed up with the Cardinals on Twitter this morning. They got me thinking. But I am just completely blown away by Yuri Perez. And in reality, he hasn't even got his changeup going yet. Like he's kind of doing most of this without his changeup. He's pumping the heat. He's pumping everything. And I'm intrigued to see the way that the Marlins handle him. They, they do. They rightly have to try and look after him. And we don't want to burn all of the bullets in, you know, in the first part of the year. And then he's, you know, out of innings at the back end. But overall, right now, for me, and I shared this last night on Twitter too, for me, I just keep rolling with the hot hand. Uri Perez right now, he's, he's the hot hand. 2.25 ERA, no one in the rotation, the current rotation, is sniffing that. They're not. They're not. So Uri's earned this spot, and he deserves to stay in this rotation until he maybe cools off. Maybe the league adjusts to him a touch. Maybe he has a struggle or two. We'll wait to see. But we haven't seen any struggles thus far. We've just seen five solid starts from a 20-year-old kid. It's absolutely insane. The Marlins have done it again. Uri Perez, Edward Cabrera, Sandy Alcantara. The three of them. The three amigos. It's like baby goat, mini goat, goat. I don't know if that's the right way of, you know, it's like Russian dolls. The Marlins have got the Russian dolls here. Not sure if that phrase, we're allowed to use that anymore, considering the, the wider um, geopolitical 
political issues that are going on. But you know what I'm saying? How have the Marlins done this again? How do they continue to roll out these studs? I do not know. What's going to happen with Uri Perez? I don't know. I, the way Craig was talking a few days ago, I felt like it was going to be maybe Uri Perez goes down. But if he continues to perform, then he's just giving it the, uh, I'm not leaving. You can see that absolutely happening. And he shouldn't be leaving. We'll wait to see how the Marlins do play this one, though. Um, some interesting notes as well from Kim Ang via the Herald. But I think Kim spoke to various media members, but I did notice the article specifically with uh, Jordan McPherson this morning. So thanks, Jordan, for sharing that, of course. Some interesting bits in there, but the main one that caught my eye was around the question around extension conversations. Um, the, the, the pre to this question, uh, and I assume this was you know, written in chronological order. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't there. But um, firstly, it started with, is this the Jorge Soler that you were expecting when you signed him as a free agent? And Kim said, no, it wasn't. This is a better version of Jorge Soler. It's the better version. We didn't anticipate this. The 2022 version, hitting 200 and some bombs sprinkled in there, was what they were expecting. Right now, they're getting more bang for their buck than they anticipated with Jorge Soler. She credits the hitting um, staff for that. Already talked about it as well. The work that they've been able to do with Jesus Sanchez in particular has blown me away. Jesus Sanchez was pretty much on the cusp of being DFA'd. He looked like it was a wash. He looked like he was cooked, fully cooked. And all of a sudden, Jesus Sanchez has found a way to unlock something in his game where he's hitting opposite field more often than he's hitting pull side. It's insane. And this is Brant Brown and the staff. The same's happened with Jorge Soler. I saw it early on in the season with Soler. I was like, this isn't the same Jorge Soler. The Marlins and Brant Brown and this crew, they, they've somehow turned this hitting group into opposite field mashers. Oppo with the Bobo extravaganzas from this group. And, I mean, boy, oh boy, just imagine if Brian Anderson had stayed around. What they could have done with Brian Anderson. He'd have had 15 opposite field home runs by this point. He loves those Oppo Bobos, Brian Anderson. But you have to tip your cap to Brant Brown, to Skip, to all of the guys working there with the offensive group and the hitters. It's, it's been clear and obvious the impact they've made. And the Marlins, for years, how many years have we had it? Guys have come up, can't make adjustments, flame out, gone. It's, it's been so frustrating. So frustrating. For once, finally, they're actually being able to make adjustments in-year. Turn the needle to make adjustments and succeed. This is so impressive. It's so impressive to see. It really is. Anyway, going back to Kim Ang, I've gone off on a, on a slight tangent there, but I had to call it out because, you know, Jesus Sanchez, for me, is the beacon of that. Brian De La Cruz, you know, was hot already, but has carried it through. Luis Arias, I mean, and maybe this is the Arias factor too. Maybe it's having someone in the clubhouse and the guy that you see every day, like Luis Arias, you're able to lean on him and understand what he's doing, and you can, you know, try and replicate that. You know, I'm sure there's some of that too where they're trying to pick his brain and understand what's happening and, and how he's reacting and what his game plan is, et cetera. But anyway, going back to it, Kim Ang, the Hoy Soler situation, he is, he's outperforming what they expected from him. He's outperforming his contract at this point. Hoy Soler has been, he's been great this year. And the Marlins don't have a ton of guys like him. 
Um, and, you know, if he's going to be hitting, I mean, what's Soler hitting now? He's hitting, you know, nine on 250. If he's a 250 hitter with this amount of home run production, you know, 250 with 35 to 40 home runs in, in a season, boy, oh, boy, that's just immense production. Um, the Marlins don't have a ton of that. You know, they haven't built their club in that way either to have a lot of that. But Skip's already called it out. The, these are game changers. He's a game changer where a swing of the bat, two, three run home run, game flips on its head. The game will be close because the Marlins pitching will keep it close. And then the bullpen will take over. And that's what they're looking for. This is a long-winded way of saying that, that Kim Ang was asked directly about extension conversations and whether they'd commenced around Hoy Soler. As we know, he has an opt-out uh, at the end of this season, which he will opt out of. We all know that that's going to be the situation. And uh, Kim acknowledging that, that extension talks have not yet, not yet started. I don't know if they intend to, but at this point, they haven't started. They also haven't started with Lewis Arise, and that's a different situation. He's got two more years of arbitration control, um, so he isn't an expiring deal, much like Hoy Soler. How do the Marlins play with Soler? I mean, for the, for the everydayers, they will know, and they've heard me say, I've been talking about it for the past couple of months, where it was clear that Soler, A, was better than he has been in the past, B, he's going to opt out of his deal, and C, the Marlins don't have another Hoy Soler in the organization, and D, he's been... So important, and he is so important. Even though the Marlins want to play the high contact game, ball in play, you still need guys that can put the ball out of play over the fence from time to time because it can change games, and they will need that. And those guys typically are expensive, and those guys typically don't want to come and play in Lone Depot because the numbers can be suppressed. How do they play it? I don't know. I get the sense that, uh, you know, from Soler's perspective, if, if I take you know, the Marlins out of this. If I'm Hoy Soler, I'm just saying, let's just see what happens. Let's see what how things go. Do I want to commit right now to the Marlins? That's up to him. And that's going to be up to him in terms of what his drivers are, his motivating, motivating factors are. But fundamentally, Hoy Soler knows that he isn't going to get the best offer from the Miami Marlins financially. There's going to be other clubs out there that will look to commit more overall dollars to Jorge Soler than the Miami Marlins. He knows that. He knows it. So the question will be is, Jorge, do you want to stay here and play for the next two, three seasons? I don't know. I actually don't know. How is it going to play out with him and the Marlins generally? Again, I don't know. This is a precarious situation for the Marlins in some ways because if something goes drastically sideways... In July, and all of a sudden the Marlins slip way out of it. They go on a crazy cold streak, which can happen. We've seen it with other clubs, and we've seen it with the Marlins too. Then Hoy Soler at that point is a really valuable trade piece. And so this is why it is a real precarious situation for them. Because does do they want to extend him? Do they want to overpay to extend him? I don't know. Probably well, clearly not. Does Soler want to stay? Don't know. Equally, the Marlins want to give themselves some flexibility in terms of at the deadline, if they need to flip in because things have gone sideways, then they can. If all of a sudden 70 million or 60 million or 50 million is attributed to his name in future years, yeah, that may make him slightly less valuable. We'll wait to see. Other One other note before we get out of here on this Sunday episode, guys. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Manager first listen of the day. And I appreciate you joining me and I appreciate the everydayers. And I appreciate everyone sticking with me, even though the schedule was a, you know, was a slight tad off. It's hard to do this show daily on your own 
um, and actually have a have a social calendar in life as well. So you feel my pain, perhaps. But one other note, Avicel Garcia, speaking about uh, extensions. No, I'm not going to talk about an Avicel Garcia extension. <laughs> speaking about free agents and extensions and, and whatever, Avicel Garcia has had a setback in his AAA rehab start. Um, the setback was by all accounts linked to his back, but the setback could have been he was over three with three Ks. And actually the setback was Avi's still struggling uh, for whatever reason. Um, I did want to call out with Abacel Garcia specifically that he had hit two home runs in his last five starts before he hit the IL. And if you remember wide stance Avi, he made some adjustment. And in many ways, it was showing signs of encouragement. Of success. What we've seen with all of the other group is progression, offensive progression. And so I do wonder if, you know, once Abby's back and healthy, if actually Brent Brown and the guys can find a way to get Avi back, fully back. And actually, was he already trending back, but an IL stint just kind of stopped him in his tracks? That again will be. A really interesting thing to watch. It really will. We, you know, if if the Marlins can get Avi back, you know, 25 to 30 home run Avi, you know, hitting 250, you know, that's another stick that they can absolutely use. They've been mixing and matching all over the show with Hampson and Jonathan Davis and Xavier Edwards, all these guys. But, you know, I think to have another home run hitter in the lineup or at least off the bench, I think that'll be valuable. Not sure what's happening with Garrett Cooper. We've not seen him four days in a row. He hasn't gone on to the IL. Uh, he was around the bench yesterday. So maybe maybe the Marlins just thinking, okay, the A series, you know, we feel confident that we can handle this. Um, you know, we'll wait to see. I mean, the Sunday game is going to be interesting. Guriel's been out there at first base a lot. Um, I wonder if Luis Arias perhaps maybe slides over to first base today um, and someone comes in and, and plays second base instead. We'll wait to see. Um, but... You know, we're still hoping that Jazz is progressing. He's on his way back, hopefully. So this offense, in theory, could and should be getting better. You know, Coop back in the mix. Avi back in the mix. Jazz back in the mix. You know, this is all trending in the right way. The Marlins winning games. Really interested to see, can Sandy Alcantara give us a 2022 Sandy today? Can we get 2022 Sandy out of it? Can we get seven plus? Can we get eight? against the A's? Can the offense continue to produce? So many questions. Looking forward to today's game. Yesterday's game, I sat there and just enjoyed the fact that Marlins spanked someone. The offense was alive. It was humming. It was great to see. Yuri Perez was leading the charge as well on the mound. Um, Guys, it's going to wrap us up for today, but of course, it's Monday tomorrow, so it means I'll be back tomorrow, of course, recapping Game three against the A's. And also looking ahead to the Royals. I have not seen one Royals game for many years, it feels like. So I'm going to have to take some time to dig into that roster and see what those boys are up to. In the meantime, guys, enjoy the game today. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your weekends. And I'll see you next week.